Hi. 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 Hello. I'm curious about. I'm curious about. I'm curious about. I'm curious about, I'm curious about building open, authentic, loving relationship. I'm curious about jealousy. I'm curious about polyamory. Does it just mean that you're fucking all the time? How can I tell my parents that my partner is already married? I'm curious about... How do you know when you're too busy to have another relationship? I'm curious about dominant and subordinate relationships. I'm curious about sexual health. How can relationships can evolve with people evolve as they grow and, grow and change? Hey listeners, we want to share a note before we start this episode. In the episode, we discuss penises and strap-ons, and at times, we talk about women not having penises and women wearing strap-ons. We want to acknowledge that using the word women in this way is reductive, and it doesn't capture the span of gender identity. We want to explicitly say that women and men come in all shapes and forms. When referencing women in this conversation, we should have used the language of individuals with vulvas or those assigned female at birth. Similarly, we should refer to men as individuals with penises or those assigned male at birth. The irony is that we recorded this conversation with the intention of including everyone by highlighting that what is in between our legs is not an indicator of our power or our strength or our confidence. So we want to take a moment to underscore that point right now and to share appreciation for your grace as we work to get this language right. We also appreciate one of our listeners for reaching out to tell us about this mess. It's important for us to create a space where everyone feels seen, and we are grateful for all those who help ensure that our episodes reflect that intention. We hope that you enjoy the conversation and see yourself in the power and possibility that we discuss, no matter your genitalia or your gender. Welcome to the Curious Fox Podcast. For those challenging the status quo in love, sex, and relationships. My name is Effie Blue. And I'm Jacqueline Misla. And this week, we're talking about big dick energy. Woo! Woohoo! This is the last episode of 2022. Woohoo! <laughs> and we want to start off. We want to start off the new year talking about big dick energy and feeling that big dick energy. Mm-hmm. BDE, as I'm going to say, uh, has been described as confidence without cockiness. Pun intended. Pun intended. Uh-huh. Because it is our belief that you do not need a dick to have big dick energy. And by the way, this is probably the most that I've ever said dick in my entire life. <laughs> it is going to be a whole episode of talking about dicks. I but know not there's not the a lot way. of dick in my life or in my vocabulary. So this is going to be this right. is going to be something. We're going to make up for it right now. We're making up for it right now. A year's worth of dick in one episode. <laughs> okay. So this big dick energy business is actually kind of universal. And it does make me think of the daddy episodes that we did, right? It's an mm-hmm. attitude and it's not gender specific. So we looked into it and we all kind of have an idea of it. But, you know, when we, when we researched it, that's what we're coming up to. It really makes us think about this idea of daddy It's about Mm -hmm. swag, it's about energy, it's Mm -hmm. about confidence without arrogance, right? Mm -hmm. Ironically, right? Ironically, I I kind of have a bit of irony there. It's like confidence without arrogance. However, unlike being a big dick, having a big (laughs) having big dick energy is not aggressive. Isn't that interesting? The distinction there? You can be a big dick, which is a bad thing, or you can have big dick energy, which is a good thing. Exactly. And just because it includes the word dick, 
It does not have anything to do with a penis or actually with sex. Yes. That is going to be our topic for today is exploring how do we all master that big dick energy. Mm-hmm. So origins of this. So it looks like in the research that we've done, the origins and the popu- the popularity of the phrase seems to have come from Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Where where all great things emerge. No, <laughs> exactly. But uh, not anymore. Ky- yeah, Kyrell Grant, whose Twitter handle is I'm Bob Swaggett, claims that he created the phrase and he used it when he was tweeting about the death of chef and restaurateur Andy Bourdain in June of 2018. But then soon after, the phrase seemed to have exploded on Twitter when Ariana Grande reportedly used the term to refer to her then boyfriend, Pete Davidson. I mean, this blows my mind, right? We read through a dozen articles trying to find the etymology of the word. And they all point to these two tweets from June 2018, Mm -hmm. which just seems like so recent, right? But it feels like this thing has been around for much longer than that. But apparently, 2018, Twitter is where it's coming from. (laughs) 2018 was the year of BD. BD, exactly. And this may be because the feeling and the characteristics that BD embodies has been around for centuries. It's just not Mm -hmm. been named that way, right? And the Mm -hmm. penis has been used in many societies as a representation of manhood and masculinity and power and fertility. And, you know, Mm -hmm. fertility... We discussed this for a while. Fertility, we mean like legacy and expansion, not fertility like... Having more children just to have more children. Right. Not like a we big love family. some children. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having a big penis and just penis energy overall, exactly what you described. Manhood, masculinity, power, fertility. It is like these... And even as I'm saying it, I'm saying it, I have a fist in my hand. As I'm, there's something about <laughs> like this, right? This is what it's supposed to mean and it's powerful. And, and, and so we can tap into that. But just acknowledging first off that that has nothing to do with, even though it is related to an actual penis. So I was reflecting on when I feel BDE and actually talking about it not being about the penis. I think that some of the times when I feel the most kind of big dick energy is when I'm actually the most high femme, if you will, like all dressed up and dolled up. And, and you know, I think part of that is society's <laughs> prescription of what a woman is supposed to be like. And so if I'm embodying that, maybe that feels powerful. I also get it when I have this like, I've got this energy. The mm. like, I know what to do here. Don't you worry about it. Like, if I have, have a really successful meeting at the end of it, I've had meetings where people have applauded in boardrooms. Mm. And mm. I'm like, yes, I do. That's me right there. I have that. Mm-hmm. I feel it. And so it is this like a, a sense of, I feel good both about myself and I feel good about what I just did there. I feel good about what I'm contributing. That like feeds into my big dick energy. Mm, Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I get that. I get that. I think where I feel it is when I feel really anchored in my body. Like I feel Mm. it after doing sports. I feel it after Mm. like being super physical that I feel like my, my stance change, my central gravity drops and it's kind of walking away for me it's kind of wrapped up in like athleticism like when I feel like Mm. I've done you know I've done really well you know rowing or I've done really well in the gym or whatever I'm doing and I sort of walk away and I can feel my muscles and I can feel my body and like I can feel 
in each step. Like I got this. And it's not that I got this interestingly, because I'm a brainy person like you, but it's not like I got this intellectually. It's like physically I feel I'm I'm in my body and I'm using up every single mm. millimeter that's like awarded to me for my physical body. I think that's mm. when I'm like, I'm in my big dick energy. Yes. And I do get a swag in my, I do get a bit yes. of a bounce in my step. I'm not going to lie. Yes. Like stepping out of the gym, I'm like, uh-huh. Oh yeah. Look what I can do. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that like swag, that's the part that's sexy. The energy that comes out that just is like the energy that again, that's just, that's not arrogant or confident. As mm-hmm. soon as you're arrogant or confident, then whoosh, that switches to right. the other side. Exactly. And now you're just a dick, you're not, uh-huh. right? And But if you have that energy, but also show up with sensitivity and show up as fully mm-hmm. present and show up like all that combination, mm-hmm. you know, I was thinking about who can I picture in my mind that feels like they have big dick energy. And actually, one of the folks that I thought of right away was Betty White. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I think, mm-hmm. Right? She's like, I'm going to say whatever I want. Dolly Parton, yes. I'm going to say what I want. I'm going to do sure. what I want. Mm-hmm. And neither of them certainly are women. Sandra Bullock. Sure. I think she has like a little of that, like what, what you describe of coming out the gym and that walk. Like, I, yeah. I feel like I have that. Sure. Like, I got this energy from her. J-Lo has the same mm-hmm. swag. Sure. Mm-hmm. She rocks it, I think. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Viola Davis, huge energy, confidence that like, again, right, that I am confident in who I am and I love it and I feel good about it and I am, but without the arrogance, I don't know how to separate that out. Do you know what I think it is? It is about being, being a big dick, I think is like being self-involved, right? I think it's when you're not thinking about yourself. I think it's when you look into what's beyond yourself and you're more Mm. mission or purpose or intention-driven that you're not listening saying, look, I'm so good because when you're there, that's like you're you're self-centered, right? I Mm -hmm. think big dick energy is about radiating and, and being aware of like the things around you and being more focused on that and more focused on the big picture, the mission, the purpose, the intention, mm. the integrity, the values. I think that's for me the distinction is that you're not mm. really thinking about yourself like, oh, I'm so good. Mm-hmm. It's when you're beyond that. Like that is almost a given. You're not, you're not occupying, that's not occupying your right. brain. Yes. I don't even need to think about myself in this situation. Like, right. what are you talking about? Yes. Right, right. And that's what I mean. Like, it's for me, I, I feel it like if I do like sports. I think I think it's the team spirit, like because I think about mm-hmm. okay, are we going to win? Are we going to get there? If I'm rowing, like are we going to do our stro- you know strokes? Mm-hmm. So I think it's that. It's when you are in such a place that you're not thinking about yourself. You you're done with thinking about yourself. You're resolved. Yes. You're past it. That's not really where your mind is at. But you're now thinking about the bigger stuff, and you're kind yes. of putting these proverbial big arms out, yes. and kind of embracing all the things around you, and you got it. Yes. That makes sense to me because I'm going to go back to the example that I gave of, you know, having a facilitating a really great meeting. When I am in facilitation mode, I am, I don't even know how to describe it. It's kind of like being on stage and being a performer. I'm, I am in my body, but not in my own mind. I'm so present in the collective energy that's happening and thinking about that space and thinking about where it needs to move. And so when it's over, I kind of come back to myself and I'm like, wow, I did that. Like, it's like, it's like when you drive home, but you just forget that you're driving, but somehow you make it home. Like that mm-hmm. kind of 
shift in consciousness where I'm just in this other space Mm. and it is about the big picture. It's about the change that we can create together, which also makes sense to me because the other person that I thought of was Will Smith, who went from having big dick energy to just being a dick. Mm -hmm. And the distinction was at some point it became about him. And then we were all like, ew, 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 no. Also, I think because you're kind of putting your ego to one side, which I think is what we're talking about here. Your big dick energy is about kind of putting your ego to one side. I think it's also now you're also looking at generosity and vulnerability and openness that goes Mm -hmm. with that because you're like, well, you know, humility, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's, I think the more that we're talking about, the more I'm realizing is actually kind of the big dick energy is the absence of ego. Mm hmm. Yes. Right. And, yes. and when you take ego away, what are you left with? You're left with compassion. You're left with confidence. You're left mm. with integrity. You're left with generosity. Right. You're left mm. with vulnerability. Like it doesn't, I feel like, you know, with a big dick energy, you can cry and you're mm. not worried about what that means, what that signals to the other person. You're just like, and you see it, like you see these grown ass, huge, like adults athletes mm-hmm. cry because they just like want something or they feel, you know, strongly. It's like, you're just in that experience in such a way that nothing, nothing else matters. And you're like, your ego is kind of left to one side. I think that's what big energy is. Yes. To all those things. I think the thing that I struggle with as per the fact that I never use say the, the word dick is that it is attached to a penis that this, that we're talking that, that this feeling, this swag and all the examples that I gave, honestly, except for Will Smith were women and so clearly I feel like that swag is genderless, but I struggle with the fact that we have to include penis language in this energetic swag that we are talking mm. about. I get that. I felt resistant to that initially as well. I was just like, why is it always like men and the penis is getting all the power, right? Because like, that's what it is. When when we pass apart, the, when we pass apart these concepts, we have come to realize that the penis is the simple symbol for manhood and masculinity. Mm -hmm. But ultimately we imbue this phallic appendage with, with all the power and authority, right? I, what Mm -hmm. I like is as a woman, me taking that, that energy without even having the phallic appendage Mm. right that Mm -hmm. i can i can reclaim it for myself that it is the power of it this idea of the big dick energy is the power we imbued on on this on the phallic appendage right i like that Mm -hmm. i can reclaim it as a woman i can take the concepts of it the idea of it the swagger of it and really fully embody and i identify as a woman like i i i I fully identify as a woman and to kind of just say I want to step into that big dick energy. I feel like I'm claiming, I'm claiming that. And I feel good about that. It's a bit mm. like claiming slut. Uh, it's a mm. bit like claiming, you know, the queer, right? Queer used to mm-hmm. be a slur. We now like reclaimed it. Black mm-hmm. folks claim, you know, cl- reclaim the N word. It's like kind of saying, you're trying to use this against me, but you know what? I'm going to take it. I'm going to embody it. And it's going to be all about me. That's why I'm not. That, I'm not that mad at it. I'm not that. Initially, I was mad at it. I'm not yeah. so mad at it anymore. Still a little resistant, particularly also because I think it it continues the myth that a large penis is what's important, right? The 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 size of one's penis is actually what gives you that manhood and that strength, which is just not true. Mm-hmm. But I do think, based on what you're saying, I kind of like the 
screw you element of it of you thought it was about having a big penis i don't even have a penis and i'm it too like i i I could get on board with that yeah what i like about these these like ironies and and the the sort of these these warped paradoxes around this idea and it's it's like it's kind of funny that this this thing the silly thing that came out of twitter but when you think about it and the more you think about it it actually really challenges so much of the status quo and so much of what we understand about gender and power and all that kind of stuff and even though we're saying like big dick energy which on the surface we're looking at penises and the size of penises but when the big dick energy is used just as a concept, it doesn't require a penis. It doesn't, it has nothing to do with the size of it. Yes. Okay. What about this? You know what I can get behind? Mm-hmm. Big strap on energy. Oh, that uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. first of all, I mean, I was going to make a joke about it. I absolutely can actually get behind that, but we're, you know, <laughs> but um, bump. Um, <laughs> but I think, yeah, there's something about that, you know, I'm saying within kind of the queer space and the lesbian world, the big strap on energy that embodies the same thing. It's mm-hmm. like, we don't have penises, but we have that same swag and energy and like, Right now, my body is making the motion. I don't even have mm-hmm. the words for it of just like that charisma mm-hmm. that people are drawn to. Yeah, that lives in strap-on world. Yeah, for sure. I do love myself a strap-on. I do. <laughs> I do. I like wearing them. I, I have to be honest with you. I resisted strap-ons for a long time because I am attached to being a woman. Like, I like my womanhood. I really do work to embody my womanhood and I like it and the idea of a strap one was like I don't need that I don't need to a pretend penis to feel whatever I had some story right Mm. but then I'm like okay I try everything so I'll just try it and I was like oh I really like it and when Mm -hmm. I when I wear it I don't really think of myself as a as a man Mm. Though I do feel like I step into like gay male energy like I feel like my my energy with a strap on is like gay male energy but I don't necessarily suddenly think now I'm a man. I kind of mm-hmm. like having like this tool, mm-hmm. like this kind of... What's gay and male energy? Tell me more about that. I like using it on men. I like using mm-hmm. a strap-on on men. I actually mm. don't necessarily like using strap-ons on women. Got it. I'm a big fan of hands and mouths in general. I just don't, I don't, mm. the, the things, the things distract me. They're fun, but I feel mm-hmm. like you need to have a toy session. Like to me, that's a toy session. I don't mm-hmm. randomly pull toys into my play sessions. Mm. And with women, I don't know why I prefer hands and mouths. Got it. And you know, if, if I'm with somebody that like strap on, I'd be like, sure, of course I'll do anything. But mm-hmm. it's just not something that I'm interested in. Doing. When I put a strap on on, I usually do it because I'm going to play with men. Mm. that's why i'm saying it feels like gay male energy because like i put Mm -hmm. a strap on now i'm looking for boys Mm. Mm. got it got it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and when i take it Mm -hmm. off i'm kind of looking for anyone like i'm really like gender is not gender does Mm -hmm. not come into my like into my searching my radar like it's like Mm -hmm. q q q q like right but when i put on a strap on i am looking for men Mm. And do you feel more confident when you have a strap on or not even more confident? Do you feel confident? Maybe that's the question. I don't feel more confident. I feel confident as I do in sexual spaces. Mm -hmm. But my like my entire body changes. Mm. Like I my weight distribution changes. Mm. My stance change. The way that I look at the crowd changes. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily like more or less confident i just feel like i step into being just different from 
me without a strap on. Mm. And I know we've talked about this, that in your mind, when you're using a strap on and you're playing in that way, that doesn't demasculate the man that you are with. It actually feels like it does the opposite. Right. I think that's exactly why I think it's gay male energy. Mm-hmm. I don't then going, well, you're my bitch. Like I don't, or I don't think of like the the person that I'm having sex with to be feminine or like, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. th- essentially the answer to the question is, is not, that's why I think it's, it's more of gay male energy. Mm-hmm. 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 I have a more of a, like a rough and tumble kind of a, a an attitude to it. More of like um less frilly, mm-hmm. more of a rough and tumble kind of attitude towards it. Have you ever worn a strap on outside of a play experience, outside of sex and just like went to the corner store? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, no. like just kind of in life. Ah, that's a good experiment. Yeah. Have you? No, I haven't. Have you ever worn a strap on? I haven't. <gasps> I know. Jacqueline Misla. I know. I mean, I've played with all sorts of things that are shaped in that way, but none of them that were attached to me whilst playing. Is there a reason? Were you resistant like I was? Are you are you resistant like no, I am? No, no, no. It was just more like preferences of my partner. Like that wasn't mm. something that they were into. But I would be interested in just wearing. I feel like I would just it would get in my way. I let me say this first of all. I coveted penis. I know we're not talking about penis envy. I had it not because of the energy of penises, but number one, in the beginning of my like sexual experiences when I didn't know whether or not I was having an orgasm until I had an orgasm. And then I was like, oh, that's what that is. But before that happened, I was like, man, I wish I had a penis because then I would just know in my mind, like ejaculation would be like, Mm. there it is. And I would just know, of of course, being able to pee anywhere and and having a short line Mm because the line to the women's bathroom is terrible. So there were moments where I was like, oh, I would like that. But the idea of like erections all the time and things like that, not interested. Yeah, not interested because I get turned yeah. on all the time. And so if I had to, if that like visibly showed that would be problematic. No, I get that. I don't. That's what I mean. I don't I don't have penis envy. I, I really don't seek a penis. I don't want a penis. And that's one of the reasons why I resisted the strap on for such a long time, mm-hmm. uh, because I'm like, I don't want one. I don't want anything to do with it. And I think, you know, at least for me, strap ons and an actual anatomical penis. I don't know. There, There's just some. In my mind, they're not the same thing. Like when mm-hmm. I put on a strap-on, I know it's a strap-on. It feels like a tool. It doesn't mm. make me go, oh, I really want a penis. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I also like the, the mental fuckery of it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did an episode with Lola Jean on strap-ons. And one of the things I remember her talking about is it does take a certain level of confidence and proficiency to yes. use it well, because yes. you're like matching rhythm and, you know, all these sure. kinds of other things. And so I do think, you know, my partner or someone, if they put it on, there is this like, ooh, like, <laughs> like, oh, sure. wow, you can use that. Like, yeah, oh, I mean, right. it's you an advanced toy for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are at ninja level. Sure. Yeah. Yes. They're hard. They're hard to use for sure. You need to practice. Yeah. You need to practice. Also, um, your hips, female hips positioning anatomically is different from male hip positioning. Mm-hmm. So you actually don't have the right hip positioning anatomically in your skeleton yes. to be to be thrusting a penis. Straight. So yes. yeah, exactly. So you need to actually like it is hard. You need to put one it's on like an, a swoop. And, kind right, of. exactly. Mm-hmm. You need to use like like really your low abdominal muscles. It yes. Gives you great abs, by the way. Like if you if you're going towards <laughs> like that six pack, like the bottom two. 
It does. It's a great workout for your abs. I love the idea of someone being on the beach and then someone being like, my God, you look fantastic. What are you doing? And they're like, strap-ons. <laughs> That's... <laughs> I'm using strap-ons. That's actually how I've gotten my core to be so strong. It's like the proper crunches. It's like when you're doing crunches in the gym, you can like half do crunches and you look like you're doing crunches. You can't get away with doing shitty crunches when you have a strap-on. You have to do the crunches the proper way every stroke. Uh, It's so funny. Yeah, recently after, you know, my partner and I, the next day, she was like, my God, I feel sore. Like if I was at the gym, she says, she was just like, I feel like my I worked out my whole all my muscles are tight and tense and yeah oh that's so funny so that makes sense to me because I I like the idea number one of certainly that energy the big dick energy and strap on energy within play spaces and sexual experiences right like you want to be in your body you want to be fully present you want to feel confident you want to feel like you can communicate you don't want your ego to be there like all of that yes and then i love carrying that outside into the world mm-hmm. not the strap on unless you want to please tell me if you wear wear it in like your day-to-day outside of sexual experiences i would love to know what that feels like and maybe i need to do that myself to see but i love just that the energy of that swag again that confidence it is something beyond gender it is something that is beyond appendages Mm -hmm. that we can all have that we can all embody yeah as a woman i think this idea of basic energy helps me and I think I you know helps us potentially to really like reclaim the masculine allocated power and 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 kind of be that confident generous not ego driven but confidence driven driven selves Mm -hmm. and I think for men it's good because it challenges this idea that all your worth and all your, you know, success in the world is somehow directly correlated to the size of your, the physical side of mm-hmm. your size of your penis, right? Mm-hmm. If women can really embody big dick energy when they don't have a penis, right? Mm-hmm. As men, you can challenge that idea that, oh, the size of your penis is like the most important thing in the world, which is mm-hmm. a crazy rhetoric that's out there, right? Mm-hmm. And they realize that you don't, you can, you can embody this energy. If people would, no penises can embody this energy. You with a penis of any size can mm-hmm. really embody that energy and you can actually de-escalate the importance of the size of the penis, right? Yes. And yes. I think queer folk are exactly where we can learn from this stuff, right? The queer mm-hmm. folks have this nailed down. They have separated the appendages and the cavities from their self-expression and their energy and vibe. And mm-hmm. I think there's a lot that we can learn from that. Yes. Yes. And I want to go back to, we, we just had a conversation with Dr. Ian Kerner who wrote, she comes first mm-hmm. and we were talking to him about sex therapy, but he talks a little bit about his book. But if you're, if you're like, but how then can I please her without a large penis? Get the book. Cause mm-hmm. it's a tutorial around those things. And then listen to the episode about sex therapy, because actually that could be really helpful space to like work all of these things out. Mm-hmm. I think for me being able to embody feeling confident without having to pretend that I was in a porno because that was just a projection of confidence, but it was not actual confidence. I actually felt the worst about myself when I was trying to pretend to be something else, that being truly in my body was what felt confident. And that's the energy I want to bring into the, to the new the new year. I want to have less ego, mm-hmm. fully in my body, mm. fully confident that I may not want no what to do in every moment or what the future holds, but I'm confident in myself that I can navigate through it. Yes. Exactly. That I think is the big energy that I want to carry. 
Exactly. I think spot on. I think that's where I find myself too. And this idea, exactly what you said, which I think there's a misconception when people say it's going to be okay. That sentiment is like, oh, nothing bad is going to happen. I think that when someone says it's going to be okay, I think what they mean is you're going to be able to handle what's coming. Yes. And that's like, it's going to be okay as in you're going to be able to handle it. Not everything's going to be puppy dogs and rainbows because it's not. But that there is this feeling of whatever is coming at you, you're going to be okay handling it. Yes, yes. Because the world is going to continue to get harder. Right. Like we kept being like after the pan, after COVID, after the pandemic, right. after this, after the, you know, the presidency of the, like, and it's still not great. It's still just a big old, you know, garbage fire. And so we have to anticipate some garbage fires to come. But that sense of, okay, but I still got this. And right. that, was a, that was actually a parenting shift that I had to make that at some point, you know, I think all of us as, as parents potentially are, are taught to help your children be safe in the, in the world that they're going to be in. And so you do that by helping them conform, be quiet, sit down, don't mm-hmm. say that, don't do that, don't wear that, right? Because you're trying to, and the shift that I made eventually as a parent is I have no idea the kind of world that she's going to be in. So my parenting focus is on helping her know and trust herself so deeply that she will be able to navigate any world that she is in. Mm-hmm. That is big dick energy. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm an, I, I got this no matter the circumstances, because I believe in my own ability to rest to reflect to act to whatever that means Mm -hmm. right right exactly and when you are in that state that's when you don't need the ego anyway right the ego steps in when you don't feel any of that stuff and ego is your Mm -hmm. your defense right ego it we know that you know we, we talk about this pride is the inflammation of the ego around an insecurity to protect the psyche right mm. it's the same so wait, wait, you need to say that again and break that down i know you said it several times so it feels real just like quick in your mind but mm-hmm. that visual is really important so i'm going to ask you to say it again okay so pride is the inflammation of the ego around an insecurity to protect the psyche mm-hmm. essentially it's like inflammation in the body you mm-hmm. get an injury the body sends a bunch of fluids around the injury to protect the area right so that's, that's what we call inflammation which is helpful at the beginning and then becomes a huge issue down the line right mm-hmm. essentially that's what's happening around our, around our brain pride mm-hmm. is that inflammation we have an insecurity mm-hmm. and it affects it's, it's affecting the psyche right of mm-hmm. our psyche our psychology mm-hmm. so the ego inflames around the insecurity to protect us Mm-hmm. right and if it doesn't then sort itself out then it becomes pride so when someone's yes. prideful about something it's just saying whatever it is that they're prideful about they have an insecurity around it yes which is why we often go to anger before we go to any other kind of vulnerable emotion because anger feels more powerful so if i feel hurt or i feel disrespected or if I, my first reaction is anger as opposed to feeling vulnerable feeling unseen feeling sad i'm like just pissed because pissed is, the, is that inflammation pissed right. is, the, is protecting the vulnerability mm-hmm. exactly 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 so i think when you have nailed all that stuff down when you feel good in yourself and you're you know aware of everybody else and you're feeling you know generous and confident and all those things the ego doesn't need to inflame right it it is to one side so Mm -hmm. i think it's like both of these things when you're in big dick energy you have to put the ego to one side like that is the big dick energy right Mm -hmm. and i think to be able to do that to to not need the ego to come and save the psyche then Mm -hmm. you need to be able to you know be comfortable in your own skin accept yourself tolerate yourself um and you know feel like it's going to be okay. I'm going to be able to handle it. 
And then I think you're exactly right. Then we got big dick energy. Yes. And I love the fact what you were saying about reclaiming that word. If, if big dick energy means that I'm fucking the patriarchy or strap on pegging the patriarchy, then all better for it. Then yes, let's, let's eliminate the ego. Let's get, let's step into who we actually are and let's fuck the patriarchy in the process. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, we do a lot of writing for these shows and then we, you know, we don't say everything that we write and then there's things on the cutting floor and there, as we just speak, we're, we're going to break the fourth wall here as we're going through our scripts and saying, what's in, what's out. There is a line. Oh, it's, it's in my voice. So I'm going to claim it. I, I can tell I written it, but Damn I feel it. like it's a good way to just like put it in there. Somewhere along the line, I've written in a world currently challenging gender norms. What if we castrate the penis from the male gender in an effort to fuck the patriarchal ideology and claim the big dick energy. Yes. Castrate the penis in an effort to fuck <laughs> the patriarchal ideology. Now, for all of you who have penises, let's let's pause for a second. Because we wanna I just want to make sure we're not talking about your actual penis. We love us some penises here in the Curious Fox space. I mean, I, I just want to say I literally do love a bit of a penis. So I just want yes. to say, I know that Jackie's like, I can give her to a penis. Yeah, sure. I do love a penis. I just, I do stand by the penis. Yes, we did. We also had a long conversation about that where I was trying to convince her that a strap on could be just as good as a penis. And she held tight and said, absolutely not. Penises no. are, are very different. But I think what we're talking about is the energy that we have been experiencing in our politics, in our world, in our you know societies, in our family structures, in our relationships that feel like they're driven by this being a big dick mm-hmm. and that ego actually being the thing that's getting in the way and instead wanting to, for ourselves, for the listeners and for the world to move from being a big dick to having big dick energy, which means Oops. less ego, more confidence, more vulnerability, more standing in who you are, more fully present. That's what we mean. So let's castrate the hell out of that and let's yes. bring forth confident, empathetic human beings. Love that. And those are wishes for 2023. Yay. So if and when you feel that feeling, that big dick energy feeling, pay attention to it, figure out what created that feeling and do more of that. Do not make yourself smaller in 2023. Reclaim the power that was taken away from you or used against you. And 2023, the year of the big dick energy. Totes. Hashtag. You got We got to put it on Twitter right away. Because that's the place where this <laughs> where this came from. Twenty twenty three, year of the BDE. That year of the BDE is going to be a hashtag. We're going to put it out there. Totally, I love that. I totally love that. That's going to be my gift to twenty twenty three. And our bonus gift to you before we end the year is a soapbox. So we haven't done a soapbox for a long time. If you're a new listener, soapbox is something that we invented because we wanted to vent. Our episodes are always thought through, balanced, you know, with very little frills, just good stories, good information. And we do leave the rants on the cutting floor. And every now and then, we just don't want to do that. We want to come on here and we want to vent. And for that, we gave ourselves a little bit of space. We Uh call it the soapbox. Uh We get on there. We do our thing and we get Uh off. You can go on, look, search for any of the names that say at some point say soapbox in it and you can go listen to it. They're always at the end, but go find them because you, we don't get mad a lot. We get animated. 
we get yeah. excited, but sometimes in these soapboxes, we get a little, I don't know how to finish that sentence. <laughs> we get <Yeah>. annoyed. <laughs> fully, fully self-expressed. Mm-hmm. And that self-expression has a tinge of anger, which we know is healthy. <laughs> uh, according to the APA, anger is a positive reaction. Well, so that's where we went, vent our anger. And as we come to the end of the year, Jacqueline mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. has asked to get on the soapbox. And of course... We oblige. So, yeah. Jacqueline missed that soapbox. Take it away. <sighs> so, I have COVID. <laughs> That's actually the end of the episode. Was that. <laughs> I'm pissed. Um, this is third time. Yes, vaccinated, all the boosters, all the things, and still, you know, live in New York, trains and tourists, particularly now in the holidays. And it's got me once again. But this, my, my fine friends out in listener land, is the second time I've had COVID over Christmas. Last year, all of our Christmas plans were canceled because the 23rd, I found out that I had COVID. And with my wife and her family, we host on the 24th, we do Feast of the Seven Fishes. Everyone, we had lots and lots of fishes in the freezer. There was the lobsters and the shrimps and the mussels, and they were all there. And we were all decorated and there was a tree and nobody could come over because I had COVID. And so we had to, my wife like packed everything up and like drove all the food to everybody. And I was just at home and sad. And guess what, y'all? I'm not going to be able to do Christmas Eve because I have COVID. Can you, what are the chances, Effie Blue? Like mm-hmm. this is in the air. What are the chances? Why, why can't I celebrate Christmas anymore? <laughs> why must I be alone for Christmas? I think you ruined your Christmas karma when you tried to cancel it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. All right. So, okay. So now I have to tell that story. So if you, again, new listeners to the show, I'm going to share a little snippet about myself. Um, If you've heard the story, stay and stay and laugh along with us. The way that actually Effie and I met was I was one of those folks who Googled at three in the morning, help (laughs) non-monogamy relationship crumbling. (laughs) My almost to be wife, we were a few few weeks before our wedding. You know, I found out that she was in love with somebody else. Um, We were open, but that wasn't the way we were (laughs) that I planned on doing it. Um, There's a whole episode about it, about the earthquake and infidelity. You can go listen to the details of all of that. But what happened was we started to go to Effie. We started to do sessions. Things were getting better. But then my stupid ass brought my wife to a Curious Fox event. This was before I was a part of the (laughs) the Curious Fox tribe. Brought her. And at some point, it was a panel discussion around age and non-monogamy. Someone mentioned non-hierarchy. And relationship anarchy. And I'm sitting in my seat going, that's wild. That's crazy. Absolutely not. Right. So mm-hmm. that that night we go home, nothing that we start preparing for the holidays. It's now the day before the eve. We're getting everything ready. I don't know where she's like, you know, I've been thinking a lot about that workshop and this idea of non-hierarchy and, 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 you know, relationship anarchy. And that really speaks to me. I think that that is the way I would want to move our relationship to which I responded. Christmas is now canceled. Mm-hmm. We, we cannot have Christmas and relationship anarchy and non-hierarchy. No, no. There are no presents involved in non-hierarchy. There are no, there are no carols that happen when we, are, when we have relationship anarchy. I was just not there. Now, of course, the irony is now I'm polyfidelitous and I actually split my time between my partner and my wife and I live in two different places and every week I go back and forth. And so I have completely embodied the thing that I was so resistant to many years later and after a lot of work and sessions with Effie 
But that is true. And so then actually, then we did an emergency phone call because mm-hmm. I'm now, I'm pacing the house. I'm like, we're going to call people. That's it. We're going to tell them to stay home. Christmas is canceled. And so as I'm doing that, my wife is like frantically texting Effie, like we need an emergency <laughs> session. And we do like an emergency FaceTime mm-hmm. <laughs> session. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, and you had to like talk me off the canceling Christmas ledge. And so you're saying now because I wanted to cancel Christmas, Christmas has been canceled for me. But but Effie, I've been doing so much work. I'm so much better now. <laughs> I know. You don't deserve this. You don't, I don't deserve I think you it. you don't deserve this. You don't deserve I just think that you know, karma is a bitch, uh, but know. you don't deserve it. You've definitely made amends. You've been in integrity. You've been excellent. Done so much work. So maybe this is the end of it. Maybe now karma mm. is balanced and then you're going to have nothing but joyful Christmases till the yes. end of time. Okay. I'm going to actually reframe this now. Cause as we're saying this, another thought came to mind. Cause I was about to call karma a big dick, but that's actually not cool. Cause karma has big dick energy. And this you is definitely why. don't want to call karma. No, karma exactly, exactly. You don't yeah, want to do that. <laughs> no, no, karma. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Everything's okay. I love you. I love you so much. Karma. Um, but what actually, what I just realized is, you know, I, I spent new years, you know, Christmas last year, my own and same is going to happen. Not new year's, but same will happen on Christmas this year. And actually that may be a good thing because I go back and forth between two houses. I am never by myself. Each of my partners, both my wife and my partner have a week to themselves. They can do anything they want. Mm. They can walk around watching anything, eating anything, scratching anything. They can do all the things. I am never alone. I'm always living with somebody. And so maybe this is actually supposed to be a Christmas gift. See, this turned in from a soapbox to like a revelation. I was really mad. I mean, I'm still kind <laughs> of mad because I wish there was another way. I would love like solitude, not over a holiday. Mm-hmm. But maybe I need to reframe it and embrace the time with myself and walk around and watch all the things and eat all the things and scratch all the things. That's that's what I'm wishing for myself now this Christmas. Mm, maybe that's what karma actually doing. It's not punishing you, mm-hmm. but it's it's gifting yes. you, and you just don't realize. Yes, you yes. don't realize that karma has you know has her ways, and maybe this is just you know karma telling you you know what. It's been a long year. You've been shuttling back and forth. How about I gift you a week uh-huh. where you don't see anyone? Yeah. It just happens to be over Christmas. But then it's a Christmas gift. Yeah. Wah, wah. But it's true. I mean, karma has taught me this lesson before. I keep forgetting every time I get sick or have a migraine, it's because I've pushed myself too hard. Mm-hmm. So I think karma's screaming really loud right now. Like my body right. is like, you need to rest. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I heard you, body. I heard you, karma. I heard you, COVID. Can COVID be a big dick? Yeah, I'm going yes. to stick with that. COVID is, yes. is, is a big dick. The giant so, dick, not in a good way. <laughs> wishing all of us a COVID-free, big dick energy strong, ego-less, confident, loving, all the amazing adjectives, New Year. Wishing that to you, my best friend, Effie Blue, mm-hmm. and wishing that to all of our listeners. Ditto. I can't. I can't make what you've just said any better. I subscribe to everything that you're saying and my wishes back to you. Healthy. I wish you health in addition to everything that you said. And yay, 2023. Let's see what, let's see what she's got to throw at us. Yeah, we're ready.
Check us out on our website and Instagram and Facebook, all under the name We Are Curious Foxes. We've also been updating our website to make it easier for you to find the blog posts and the podcast episodes and the resources that you're curious about. So go on to wearecuriousfoxes.com and you can find your portal, your foxhole, if you will, into all things curiosity. If you found us to be interesting, funny, helpful in any way, share this. This is the gift. This is the season of giving. What a beautiful thing to give curiosity to those in your lives by passing on our podcast. And you can give us a gift. Give us a gift by right now, this second. It's going to take you one second. Just click on subscribe or click on follow if you're on Spotify or Stitcher or Apple. And then let us know that you love it. Put a comment, put a star, something to let us know that you're out there and you're listening. And then if you want to support the show, even better, go to Patreon, go to We Are Curious Foxes, so many other things, Effie and Jackie behind the scenes, mini episodes, videos from educators with over 50 educational videos of different workshops that we've done over the past few years, all there, all waiting for you. And lastly, if you want to send us some New Year's wishes, then you can give us a call at 646-450-9079 or shoot us an email at listening at wearecuriousfoxes.com. This episode is produced by Effie Blue and Jacqueline Missler, with help from Yamur Arkishi. Our editor is Nina Pollock, who totally has big dick energy. Our intro music is composed by Dev Saha. We are so grateful for their work, and we're grateful to you for listening. As always, stay curious, friends. End of year rambling. Also, content warning. This is probably... An episode where we're going to say dick the most. I don't think. I know. Like as if I have a penis that I want to bounce. But anyway. Yes. If we castrate the penis from the male gender in an effort yeah. to fuck the patriarchal ideology, that is definitely you right now. <laughs> and we did it before 12 o'clock. That's what? impressive. That is I didn't amazing. think we were going to make it. We did. We would make it. Yeah, we did. Because we have big dick energy. We have big dick energy. Are we going to do an outro? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, yes. Curious Fox podcast is not and will never be the final word on any topic. We solely aim to encourage curiosity and provide a space for exploration through connection and story. We encourage you to listen with an open and curious mind and we'll look forward to your feedback. Stay curious, friends. Stay curious. 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 Stay curious.